Welcome to the St. Michael Fall Podcast Series. My name is Mary Lessman, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this fall is Gifted, identifying, developing, and practicing the gifts that God has given us. May we offer our gifts joyfully for the sake of the church and the world. The love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. A reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 1 to 6. Now when Jesus had finished instructing his twelve disciples, he went on from there to teach and proclaim his message in their cities. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come? Or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. Here ends the reading. Our brief passage from Matthew is about John the Baptist and his expectations. John is in prison, and he sends his disciples to ask Jesus, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Whoa, Nellie, wait a minute. John asked this question? Isn't he supposed to be Jesus' first and biggest fan? Isn't he the one who recognized Jesus when they were both in utero, for heaven's sake? Didn't he baptize Jesus in the Jordan when they were all grown up? John had announced that someone was coming who would bring fiery judgment, a pitchfork in one hand and an axe for unfruitful trees in the other. But that was back at the beginning. Here we are eight chapters later, and a lot has happened. Jesus is well into his ministry, and John has been watching. Jesus isn't simply repeating John's warning of judgment on God's people. He's announcing the inbreaking of God's reign and presence, even for the least, lost, and last. Jesus hasn't taken up the lifestyle of an ascetic prophet like John, but eats and drinks with sinners and tax collectors, refusing to take on the clothing or attitude of one in mourning. But the biggest issue seems to be that Jesus has not assumed the role of a Davidic warrior king or ruler. Indeed, Jesus preaches turning the other cheek and loving our enemy. He's not marched on Jerusalem or thundered condemnations against Caesar and his ilk. And now John is languishing in prison while the very powers he railed against continue unabated. Herod, who threw him into jail, still rules and flouts God's laws. The religious leaders continue to operate a transactional system in the temple that oppresses the people and has moved far from the will of God. John foretold a savior that would be all law and order, that would clean house. And here Jesus is forgiving the most heinous of sinners and giving them a second chance and a third and even more. All of this is very confusing for John. It is not what he was expecting at all. John's Messiah would come with vengeance and the power of the Holy Spirit to gather the wheat and burn the chaff. But this picture does not fit the ministry of Jesus. John was expecting one kind of Savior, 
God sent another. And John is having trouble believing his own eyes and ears. And so he asks, Are you the one who is to come? Or are we to wait for another? It is understandable that John has doubts. He is tired and discouraged, imprisoned in a small, dark space. His ministry has not ended the way he expected, and God's reign does not look the way he had hoped. When we're imprisoned by our disappointment that our lives or relationships are not what we had hoped, by the pain of our unmet needs, by our disillusionment about the harshness of this world in which we live, our response can be to cling stubbornly to our expectations of what should be. We, like John the Baptist, may find ourselves doubting the effectiveness or even the existence of God's goodness. When our vision becomes tunneled by our expectations, we can miss a lot of God's activity and blessings. Jesus' response to John's question is, tell John what you see and hear. This is his response to you and me as well. God is present and active all around us. If only we have the eyes to see it and the ears to hear it. God is present in random kindnesses shown us, in the small sacrifices given and received each day, and in the laughter enjoyed with those most dear to us. Our lives are ultimately shaped by the expectations we hold, for good or for ill. Jesus says, blessed are those with eyes to see and ears to hear. How are our expectations keeping us from seeing God's action and grace all around us? How might we allow him to transform our expectations and open our eyes so that we might see God's action as it really is and be thankful? Let us commit to look for God's presence and activity every day. Let us receive the blessing that comes with having eyes to see. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O God, in the course of this busy life, give us times of refreshment and peace, and grant that we may so use our leisure to rebuild our bodies and renew our minds, that our spirits may be open to the goodness of your creation. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.